The Grower Calling, Canada's go-to horticulture podcast for the latest industry news. We're picking up the phone and talking to farmers to discuss topics impacting them and their farm business. This podcast is proudly sponsored by BASF. We create chemistry. It's almost July and the strawberry, raspberry and blueberry seasons are upon us. But that's not the only thing happening in the berry world. A new strawberry plant propagation greenhouse has been built in the Langton, Ontario area to supply local greenhouse growers. And when I say local, I mean southwestern Ontario, uh, the Leamington, Ontario area. I'm Karen Davidson, editor of The Grower. Today, I'm talking with Dusty Zamanik, general manager of Easy Grow Farms. Thanks for having me, Karen. That's exciting. Thank you, Dusty, uh, for being here. Dusty, you are located in Ontario's Norfolk County, and everybody knows that's the capital of field strawberries in Ontario. So what's up with propagating strawberries for greenhouses? Yeah, honestly, Karen, um, it's, it's so interesting, the, the diversity of the strawberry and the technology that's coming online to be able to provide strawberries to not only Ontario and Canadian and export customers um, for different times uh, all around the calendar year seemingly now um, with uh, you know with with new updated technology to provide different timings uh, and amazing flavor and growing right around the corner and it's uh, it's an exciting time <laughs> to be a strawberry for sure. And so maybe we should uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the uh, specs for your new greenhouse. Tell us a little bit about, about the specs and some of the equipment in that uh, facility. Absolutely. No, it's, um, we, when we, when we built our first, uh, our full, our first range, it was, uh, and still to, uh, still to date with our, now our third expansion, it's a Cravo fully retractable greenhouse. Uh, and instead of a conventional greenhouse with venting um, on the sides and with louvers, uh, and rather our um, our approach to growing a the strongest plant possible is by the ability to let the actual sun and uh, natural environment into the plant, uh, which we believe grows a, a much hardier, stronger plant by allowing the plant to feel different types of stress that a traditional greenhouse cannot uh, give that plant. And um, inside of it, it's uh, we're all our, our it's vertical propagation grown in soilless substrate media um, for exact nutrition, as well onto our field strawberry nursery to have this addition to see how we can benefit um, both our field program from the addition of the greenhouse and vice versa, taking uh, traditional farming techniques and bringing it into the new world. I understand this. It's about what six acres in size now with this third phase. That's correct. Yes, we're um, we're bringing on just a little over six acres. That's right, Karen. And with that, we have um, uh, our, our starter house uh, for for early starting of our, of our rootings and cuttings, and soon to be a uh, for the most part a zero waste facility. Uh, so the latest, the, the latest and the greatest in the, in the greenhouse world is, uh, is using, using rainwater. Uh, so we'll be harvesting all of our rainwater off of the roof into uh, large retention ponds 
uh, a complete loop with our fertilizer system uh, for complete disinfection of upwards of uh, three to four hundred thousand liters a day that will be disinfected um, and, uh, and to be reused uh, and to be slightly topped up with more, uh, more nutrition. So uh, we have peak efficiency from the fertilizer and also from an environmental sustainability standpoint. I have to say, it seems just like yesterday, uh, we were standing at the Ontario Fruit and Vegetable Convention and we were counting up the number of greenhouse acres in Ontario. And I'm talking about greenhouses who are now growing strawberries. And I distinctly remember the number of 50 acres. So how is it that we got to 120 acres of covered production so quickly, and especially during a pandemic? You know, I don't think, pandemic or not, Karen, um, I think we can all agree that we still want to focus on our health, that, you know, like there, there's more and more promotion of the Foodland Ontario program, Right, and, and I think the grower has been an amazing facet and, and avenue for showcasing what's happening on and, and it's exciting for it. And the pandemic didn't slow it down um, at all because, well, I mean, it, it, it caused delays maybe on the construction side, but, but whether, the, whether it happened or not, the, the, the train of innovation is, uh, is coming. And maybe, maybe it just kind of shook the boots of, of, of us all just enough to be like, okay, you know, now is the time. Let's, you know, maybe let, let's innovate. I need to maybe look at my practices differently, uh, whether how my labor is traditionally with maybe new standards coming in for distancing in the fields, uh, for how to maintain and attract labor in an environment that it's seemingly harder and harder to get um, traditional migrant workers from the islands due to maybe their country's lockdown. So I think farmers are looking at that new tech that maybe is, uh, that also has the labor side to it that allows, um, you know, it's uh, easier for, uh, and also season extension. Um, which, which is huge as well, Karen, right? Like, it's a, you know, I, I don't want to say gone are the days of a traditional June bearer um, strawberry farm, but I think that, that June bearing strawberry farm uh, is also adding ever bearers in raised substrate or some sort of covered area uh, to provide strawberries for longer. And, uh, and, and clearly people from the Ontario and the area are, uh, are on board. Well, I'm certainly seeing that in my visits to greenhouses as well. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the trends towards protected agriculture. You've just referred to that. Uh, we don't have just greenhouses, but also high tunnels. And you mentioned substrate, uh, soilless substrates. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, why uh, that has so much benefit to, uh, to growers? Yeah, um, I, I, I believe that um, the ability to, to give the plant exactly what it wants when it needs it is, uh, is provided, that opportunity is provided by, the, uh, by growing in, in a bucket in a raised substrate. Um, the strawberries aren't always just pushing fruit, um, and uh, that calls for different nutrition programs uh, for the different times of growth during its cycle. Um, and also the days are different, uh, obviously. Some days uh, they require more water, and some days, like uh, today when it's raining beautifully, uh, they would uh, require less because of the overcast. 
And the, the substrate media uh, has very nominal, uh, let's call it holding power, um, so you can make these minor adjustments on the fly uh, to, uh, to allow the plant to feel nominal stress. Um, and if, if I could jump back what, uh, to the prior question to, to round that out, Karen, about what's driving the Ontario greenhouses is, uh, is the fact that there are, you know, like there are plants available uh, to, drive, to drive that market. Um, at, uh, at a, you know, we, we can get a plant delivered fresh. We can get a plant delivered early. Um, you know, t- like three years ago, Karen, we were delivering plants for a market that started in uh, early October, sorry, uh, late October, and now we're shipping a plant for that same customer now late August. And I think now with greenhouses being able to grow seemingly almost year-round, regardless of what temperature it is outside, that's also what's driving the economics behind the recent expansion from 50 now up to 120. And to jump back to this one, what's driving the protective culture? That same fact is that a plant with a protective culture can grow berries and push berries for someone in a high tunnel in a substrate program from as early as late April um, to uh, early early May from all the way until it freezes inside the tunnel, which is almost mid to late October. And that's also what's driving that as well as the economics. I do hear that uh, growing greenhouse strawberries is far more demanding than greenhouse vegetables. So um, I know that you're not uh, the end grower, but what are the, some of the critical factors needed for success in um, greenhouse strawberry production? Honestly, um, and, and I mean, no matter it's, whether it's a, a field of dirt or it's, uh, it's, a, it's in a greenhouse, um, seemingly you almost have to pretend like your greenhouse is, uh, is a giant chessboard and, how, how, and, and uh, made of a million squares that are three foot by three foot. And how, how can I ensure that what am I doing in each of those, you know, square meters um, to, uh, to, to drive the most amount of revenue and efficiency? And, that, and with strawberries, there is, uh, there's amazing, just like with vegetables, seeing the program in that light um, makes you really, okay, well, how can I optimize it? And with strawberries, there's runner removal, um, which, is, which, is, uh, which is a constant thing. Um, critical factors as well in success in greenhouses is, is also cleanliness. Uh, strawberries uh, require, um, like things can get away from you on strawberries when, in the terms of diseases. Uh, and fortunately, with a greenhouse or with a covered structure, um, the, the, the plants never should never get wet. The, the leaves, the berries, the foliage, the crown should never be wet, and that really helps your pesticide management program in, in a greenhouse um, because there, there isn't those mildews and the dews that can set in. Um, and that's why it's extremely demanding because uh, in a greenhouse, the plants will get quite large. They'll, like By the end of the season, they'll look like giant poinsettias almost. Um, but, uh, but the critical care is yeah, keeping the plant dry, clean, disease-free, and, uh, and well-fed, and you'll be on the path to relative success. Thanks for that insight. On the public side, on the consumer side, do you think there will be any pushback on the move from field production to soilless substrates do you think there's going to be some efforts needed to explain these new production methods? Well, Karen, that's a really good question.
question. And uh, just like everything you ask is it, it, always on point, and this is uh, right on right on the point. And it's something that you know what maybe we don't like myself at the nursery. We don't really think of because it's like okay, like you know we'll, we'll we'll do better, and this is this is what's better, and this is what's demanded, and and the consumers and people will like it. One pushback might be is the fact that, uh, right, like let's go like a traditional, um, you know, a traditional pick your own of bringing the kids out or the people out into the into a field of strawberries where they're running. They're like, you know, the, like that idea. And there will always be people and there will always be avenues for that. And, and, and like the idea that these these strawberries are air quotes factory farmed. I, I don't I, I, I don't believe that because. I do believe in the strive and effort to be, you know, pesticide management and pesticide, uh, you know, reduced programs. I do believe that situations like this, raised substrate and, and greenhouses, offer the flexibility uh, for consumers to know that, you know, like that, you know, that their plants and their berries were grown in a very, you know, whether it's a field or a greenhouse, they can be grown in a very extremely sustainable. Uh, sustainable way um, that, regardless if it's a field or a greenhouse, they will uh, like it, it. Will always taste like a nutritious, sweet strawberry. And uh, the constant reminder is the fact that we do live in Canada. For the pursuit of uh, being not so import uh, reliant in the winter time, these programs that are coming online offer that Ontario-grown berry or Canadian-grown berry. I think it's a, also a great opportunity to talk about flavor because, frankly, you can have all of the infrastructure in the world, but if you, at the end, if you don't have that flavor in the greenhouse growing berry, there's going to be no market. Maybe we'd like to comment on um, what the secret is to uh, getting such a flavorful greenhouse growing berry. <laughs> Well, that comes down honestly right down to the variety, and that and uh, strawberries are extremely different than cucumbers, tomatoes, and peppers, which is, has been a really interesting time to be working with uh, with you know with our Leamington customers and Niagara and the Lake customers and beyond. Is that uh, strawberries do not come from seed like a traditional, uh, like I said. Um, they, the, the, the program is much longer, it's much more intensive uh, because strawberry plants reproduce asexually. And, uh, and with that, breeding uh, can sometimes take a little bit longer as well, breeding new varieties. With the increase in, um, in, in focus on strawberries from large fruit and vegetable marketers uh, like Del Fresco and, uh, and Nature Fresh and et cetera, is, is also, you know, it means that breeders from all around the world are interested in the potential of Canadian-grown greenhouse and season extended berries. So with that comes amazing strawberry varietal potential as well. Uh, it's no longer all oh, the best berries are, are, you know, are in China or in Italy. With our global economy and our global world and with, uh, with this recent increase in, like I said, infrastructure in the area, um, we're working intensively and heavily with the CFIA to be able to get the best varieties from around the world into our system to, uh, for propagation, uh, which means the best strawberries in the world available to Canadian con uh, customers and consumers. And, uh, and I think that's what's important, too, is, is, uh, is, is a plant that grows great plants, also puts out great berries, and, uh, and we're, we're tapping into that, that it's not just um, 
uh, you know, uh, local varietals, et cetera, um, which, is, uh, which is opening up a lot of options. Before I let you go, I have to ask about raspberries. Do you think there's a promise for raspberries in greenhouses? Absolutely. You're going to start seeing uh, raspberries in greenhouses uh, very soon. Again, raspberries do not grow from seed as well. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an intensive uh, propagation program in itself. And uh, you're actually going to be seeing uh, easy grow raspberries uh, and, uh, and, another, and, an, and another fruit category um, all coming onto the market uh, within the next 12 to 18 months as well. Um, so we're, we're excited to be expanding into the raspberry market because we see there's a program for Strawberries Works. We have that program. Let, let's, why not? Let's keep going. And um, raspberries are an amazing, obviously, fruit. Um, and it's, it's, the, the, a lot of the systems are already there. And why not? Like, strawberries are just the start of a fruit category into, uh, into a soilless or into a protected culture. Well, thanks so much uh, for revealing your upcoming plans. I know that we'll be talking again with regards to this berry revolution that's clearly underway in Ontario. Absolutely, and we're excited to be a part of it. Thanks, Dusty. Thanks, Karen. Is there an industry topic you'd like covered? Leave a comment, like our podcast, and share on social. Remember, if your phone rings, it could be the grower calling.